space. No one can hear you scream. Alien, rated R from 20th Century Fox. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Happy Sigourney Summer. <laughs> I was trying to think of a clever name for, like, the Sigourney Weaver sure. mini mini series mini series sure Sigourney, Sigourney Summer, Summer is the best thing I to like come it. up with let's run with it <laughs> everybody out there listening my name's Pete and I'm Scott and, and these, these are the are movies, the movies that, that made us gay yes indeed old old friend of mine Absolutely. Drew Stanley welcome back on the show you were last here hello, hello. you were last here Thanks for our Labor on. Day episode of Fight Club yeah and you joined us today and we watched Alien directed by Ridley Scott third Ridley Scott movie that we've done on the podcast did you know oh, that Pete okay. I did not know that that's, released that's interesting released May 25th 1979 written by Dan O'Bannon Alien Alien definitely I been waiting it. to get to this one I love this movie Andrew, this was your kind of request. This was a Drew choice. Yeah, your choice to do this one. Thank you for 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 getting us to this film series. And I did not know it was going to be a Sigourney Weaver double feature until I was lining them oh, right. up in Excel. I was like, oh shit, we're doing two banger Sigourney movies like back to back. I love it. It was just it's the the universe welded yeah. into existence. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we usually start off with our kind of intros to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. Um, why don't we jump right in, Drew? What are your earliest memories of Alien and Ripley? <laughs> yeah, um, my earliest memories. I was probably I don't even remember how young I was. I was very young because like it's been out since longer than I've been alive, yeah. and 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 uh, it's. Uh, I remember just being terrified of of the alien scene, especially the first, like when you first get the first glimpse of it in this movie, um, and like just also like icked out by the entire thing. The entire movie's aesthetic, I think, the thing that it, like sticks out the most to me is just how like wet it is. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Totally. It really is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I have, I mean, I have a pretty memorable story of watching this movie. This is this is a laserdisc viewing in my grandparents' okay. basement. Okay, my uh, my the Youngbauer grandparents yeah. had a laserdisc player. I always talk about it on the show, and just certain movies I have laserdisc memories of. Yeah. Alien is one of them, cool. and I remember watching it in their basement. I was probably about maybe eleven or twelve years old, mm-hmm. and just thinking it was incredible. I yeah. mean, from those opening titles alone, I was like, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen, and I am mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Totally. And I don't even, like, I think that my prior history with Alien, I remember being young when Alien 3 came out. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew Woman with the Shaved Head, Alien 3. <laughs> so that was kind of like my my introdu- my, my early introduction to the series is mm-hmm. one that came out in, I think that was like 92, and then uh, watching Alien. And I watched them in order, Alien, Aliens, I think that I caught Aliens on cable. And yeah, I mean, a huge fan immediately of this movie. Yeah, it's a, it, I think after I... Once I got older and also like more into sci-fi in general, you start to just notice so much of the influence this movie oh, had on yeah. other movies totally. after it. Like it's just, especially like the 
you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the chestburster scene. And so that's yeah. just a classic, yeah. classic and scene. The pre-production history of this movie is really fascinating. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. But first, Pete. Yes. What about you? Um, my, my parents took me to see the sequel, Aliens, in 1986 in the theater. I was a young child, eight years old. I was just born. And I think you were just born. Mm -hmm. And I think they just, you know, there were young parents. They were just like, we want to go fucking see this movie. So come on, kids. Um, I remember seeing aliens being very frightened. Um, I remember we went to Shakey's Pizza afterwards and had a pepperoni pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, just kind of being fascinated by it and this character of Ripley and mm-hmm. then uh, my next big memory of the franchise is Spaceballs. Oh sure. Right? Which is a big alien gag in that movie. The very next year in 1987 and just being right. completely in love with Spaceballs and seeing the chestburster scene with John Hurt mm-hmm. in you know this Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> to my mom about it because I just remember Aliens, the sequel. And to me, I'm just like, okay. And I remember them saying it's called Aliens because the first one is Alien and there's more in this one. And me just being like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever, I'm eight. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And t- talking to my mom about it after seeing Spaceballs and just being like, tell me about what's going on. And she's like, oh, you know, you thought Aliens was scary. Like the she's first like, one buckle up. is like so <laughs> scary. It's, it's a horror movie. And to me, to my like eight-year-old brain, I'm like, but it's a science fiction movie with like aliens in outer space. Like horror movies are like scary monsters, you know, Freddy Krueger, you know, and not being able to kind of reconcile that mm-hmm. it's a horror movie. It's like, no, 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 it's really, really, really scary. And finally, when I did see it, just being like, yeah, this movie is fucking wild. Like, I, it's so effective. I think if this movie came out. Today in theaters, people would just lose their minds. Audiences would still lose their Audiences minds over would love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really w- extraordinarily well done, and I think it put this like kind of seed in my brain about Ridley Scott as a director and him just being this kind of like kind of like genius auteur. Right? These are fucking movies. These are fucking movies, yeah. 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 <laughs> and. Um, I also remember being a uh, younger kid and watching Alien and feeling some type of way about the, uh, you know, it's a it's a co-ed crew on mm-hmm. this 
ship, right? There's truck drivers in space. And they're just kind of like in these weird little like (laughs) undergarments and Mm -hmm. white panties running around the ship. And and Tom Skerritt is so handsome. Daddy Tom Skerritt. First first build in the movie. I thought that was interesting that I I did not notice. Yeah. They're also, I think they're all wearing uh, high top Converse yes. as well. Fierce. <laughs> like for yeah. the entire movie, they're all wearing high top yes. Converse. And uh, in Aliens, they're wearing Reeboks, but you know, in this one, we got, we've got some, some Chuck Taylors. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go. just uh, fascinated by the combination of horror and sci fi. And um, just, yeah, Ripley as this character just being like, get the hell out of here. This is this so is, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they. Um, I was reading last night about the like the wardrobe choice and and Ripley as well, and how they had. I think they had written the part to be a man, mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then like they decided. I think right before they started shooting to have Ripley be the part of the man, which his name in the script was like Marty something and not. Oh, Ripley. okay. Um, and then they also decided to also make their outfits all sort of like neutral, sure. so that there mm-hmm. wasn't like a. There wasn't, like, the one person who was obviously going to be the hero. It's just sort of this, like, they were all on equal footing a little bit, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. That too. is what's interesting about the movie in our revisit last night, is that if I was an audience member, May of 1979, yeah. went into this movie, one ticket to Alien, please, <laughs> and I know who Tom Skerritt is because his name is the first build on the credits. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of interesting that I'm surprised it's not talked about more of the reveal of who is the main character of this movie. Because it's kind of the slow reveal of, oh, it's this bitch. <laughs> like, she's going to be the one that makes it out. And for an audience, like, that would have been very exciting and yeah. different at the time. And probably for a lot of idiots, aggravating, oh, too. Oh, totally. I think that, I think that um, there is a quote from, from Sigourney Weaver saying, like, you wouldn't expect the woman to be the hero in this story. Yeah. And bam, there she is, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it is, it was very, uh, even for like 1979, it was pretty subversive to have her end up being the, the hero in this whole thing, for sure. It's very, ain't, ain't no bitches gonna catch no ghosts. Ain't no bitches ain't gonna catch no ghosts, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, uh, Drew, are you familiar with the documentary Yodorowsky's Dune? Did you watch it? Uh, no. Because I think what's really interesting about the pre-production of how we got Alien Mm -hmm. was there's this kooky South American director that, was it, what was his big breakout movie? Was it El Topo? El Topo or The Holy Mountain. Yeah, El Topo, The the Holy Mountain. Like, weird South American art house movie. But he sort of became a big director coming up in Hollywood because he was developing uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. It was going to be the first pass of Dune by a major studio. Mind you, this is pre-Star Wars. It's like 72. It's like early 70s. So he was working on this movie with the screenwriter, O'Bannon. And they ended up getting H.R. Geiger, who was the concept artist who came up with The Alien. And they were working on that movie in Europe. And production just sort of fizzled, and they go into it in the documentary that it was wildly ambitious. He had a big storyboard book of what this movie would look like, and it was just too much, and the studio pulled the plug on it. And Dan O'Bannon ended up taking an idea that he had called, like, that was Alien, and he ended up shopping around to studios, and he brought Geiger with him. And Ridley Scott, when Ridley Scott signed on, he saw all of the imagery that I think, like, what is the, 
what is like the the drawing called of the alien creature? It's, oh, it's um, um, it has a name. I can't remember it. But oh, remember Ridley that. was immediately into it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna make this movie, and that is going to be the monster." And then Alien happened from Dune fizzling out. So if Dune yeah. would have been ended up making, we would not have Alien, which I think is yeah, so fascinating. Wild. For sure. Yeah, and it, we also wouldn't have H.R. Geiger as the legend that he oh, is yeah. now. I don't think either. You know, because he. <clears throat> He went on to, like, design a lot of more other stuff, too, after he got really popular yeah. with Alien. And um, he died in, I believe it was 2017, like, somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, his art, any like, in general, if you, like, look up his stuff, is, like, very, you can see Alien Everywhere. in everything that he does. Yeah. And, like, the design of the Alien spaceship, like, all of the artifacts and stuff they find, even in, like... You know, the sequels like Prometheus and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that's technically a prequel, but um, they, I don't actually don't remember if it's a prequel or a sequel. It's a prequel. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. And uh, he he's like biomechanical mm-hmm. sex creatures kind of thing going on. And that's, you see that all over the place in this movie. The, the alien creature itself is like a dick with teeth, yeah basically very phallic <laughs> yep. yeah very phallic yeah i mean i feel like it took me a long time until probably watching you know some supplemental features on the dvd or something about this to kind of like get into the mindset of there were they were intentionally being subversive with the face hugger you know in the life cycle mm-hmm. of the alien and the xenomorph mm-hmm. and like coming from the face hugger out of the out of the egg attaching itself onto a person and it like depositing like the embryo like down your throat uh-huh. and they were like men are not ready for this like mm-hmm. stri- straight yeah. men are not <laughs> i think that like right. i think i read a quote of this alien is gonna fuck his way onto the ship of that just sort of sex is, like, a way to get on the ship. Yeah. And especially, like, yeah. to use, like, a dude. Like, yeah. a scandalo. <laughs> like, something that, like that had definitely had never been yeah. done in a movie before. Yeah, I was reading, like, a little bit of, like, queer writing on it mm-hmm. last night after we, wa- we watched mm-hmm. it when it was fresh in my mind. And there's a lot of that on there about how, like, the facehugger stuff is, like a man getting impregnated yeah. against his will and it's sort of like turning mm-hmm. the whole thing on its head. I think a, a little bit of those interpretations are kind of a stretch, sure. but in general I do I do think that that was what they were going for yeah. as far as the face hugger goes. Yeah. And just that the alien is this like 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 the the ash robot says he's like the perfect creature, right, you know, right. or the the not he it's it doesn't really have a gender, right. but that it's this like perfect creature and that it like uses reproduction as like a weapon and mm-hmm. Fox's way onto the <laughs> ship. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you know, biologically, uh, from what I remember from like high school biology, like it's pretty much just insects. Mm-hmm. Like their entire, right. yeah. their entire function and their teeny little like they're not even brains, like multi ganglia throughout their body is just to <laughs> eat, and reproduce. So that yeah, they can, rep- yeah. you know, and just keep it going. And that's kind of, you know, and, and the xenomorph, and I don't know if, like, the term xenomorph, like, when that kind of came into the vernacular, if it was did, like, comic Did Geiger or, coin it, or no, was it just not. sort of a fan thing? No, no. it was actually, it was a fan I think it was actually, like, a throwaway term yeah. that one of them used after the movie came mm-hmm. out, and <clears throat> fans kind of latched so, yeah, on to yeah. it, but I don't think it's technically actually what they called no, I don't, the creature. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, this this movie, it's like, I always feel like, oh, like Alien, it's from the 70s. It's just like this rough and tumble, little down and dirty little movie. This bitch is two hours mm-hmm. long. And this yeah, story, long. And this story <laughs> like takes its sweet time, yeah. too. It, Which uh, is yeah, not a read of the, the movie. I, I think it's super effective in how sure. it's paced. I, I, de- I definitely, watching it last night, forgot how the beginning of it especially kind of drags a little mm. bit, but not in a necessarily a bad way. Oh, I love way. the beginning. It, it does, yeah, I love the first act. It does act. a really good job yeah. of, like, building up yeah. to this, you know. And even, like, when the alien is revealed, mm-hmm. it's still always sort of in the shadows. Oh, yeah. You never really see the full alien body. You see its head a couple of times. Yeah. And I think I think part of that is because they, they didn't right. have the, like, technology yeah, 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 yeah. you know but but they use that to their advantage yeah. and they were like well we'll just make this like we'll just do this slow slow reveal yeah. and then when it's finally attacking them it'll still be coming from the shadows. i'd imagine yeah. that it was probably one of those jaws situation yeah when just they made jaws of yeah. that if the if the right. camera lingered on the shark for like probably a couple more frames it Mm-hmm. Probably just looked a little looked a little <laughs> off, so they had to cut yeah. away from it pretty quick. Like the 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 full body man in a suit when you pull back, yeah. it's a little man in a suit. But there's really cool stuff going on with like these tubes coming out of its back. Who's the, the shape of his head and all the that? Actor? He's a he's uh he's from, he's like, from Africa. He's from so Africa, and he's like and name. he's like six five or something. <laughs> he's taller than that. He's like six ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I didn't know yeah, that. just some of the things that they were able to do with all the like protrusions and the angles of the head and everything, they had him like on his back, like in a crab position to just get weird shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, this creature design is so effective. I mean, it's gone on to like how many sequels? Bol- Bolaji Badejo is Google uh, pictures of him. It's wild. Nigerian seeing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing artist. him in the suit. But, you know, this this creature is so effective, it's gone on to all these sequels, like Alien vs. Predator, it's in video games, <laughs> comic books, you know, it is an, like an iconic movie For monster, sure. right? Um, we won't go too into Aliens. Masterpiece. Because I have a fee- I have a feeling we'll eventually just do an aliens episode. Yeah. yeah. You should, yeah. you should, and yeah. I haven't that's one movie I have not seen in a long time. I've seen Alien way more times sure. than I've seen Aliens. Yeah. But um yeah, it, it's a classic in its own way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and just the <laughs> franchise, like I said, the Alien vs. Predator, and then like we were talking a little mm-hmm. bit about Prometheus and then the sequel to that. Which... I was watching a little bit of Prometheus today. Yeah. Um I Those feel are like, wild. I feel like that movie gets a bad rap and I get people giving it shit because it's kind of a clunky movie. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I still think it's fun. I think it's also like a beautiful movie. Yeah, too. really. Like, yeah, I think absolutely. it just beautifully gorgeous. shot, really beautiful. Um, but also, when you start to pick a part of where it fits into the story of Alien, you're yeah, just gonna give yeah. it. You're gonna give yourself like a, a headache. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That and and Alien Resurrection too is the same way. Where it's like <laughs> it's like not. Yeah, yeah. Alien <laughs> Resurrection's like a thousand years in the future from this. Yeah, which is like who knows yeah. when this is. So it's like <laughs> I. I I can't remember how they yeah. how they put all that together in the plot. Yeah, I yeah. think it's more of like as long as you hold it at arm's mm-hmm. length, then it's really enjoyable. It's kind of a vibe movie, yeah. and it's also that that period of of genre filmmaking in the two thousands where it's like the CGI is pretty good. Ninety seven. 
it's pretty good. And then they <laughs> CGI from the late nineties, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like yeah. that director, from what I understand, could barely speak English too. So that probably is another like weird oh, layer yeah. of how strange that movie is. Right, because Ridley Scott didn't sign up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot. About and they that, kind yeah. of like do. Ripley kind of dirty at the end of the movie. Like they, they pretty much write them into a corner that she will never be back. Yeah. Well, I've played um, one of the Alien video Ooh. games. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a it's on PlayStation. Okay. And and part of the plot is it's Ripley's daughter, uh, and a- apparently Ridley Scott signed on to this okay. as like it could canon. be it's canon, quote unquote, unquote yeah. canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And there's a recording you find, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, where like uh, Ripley dies, like the alien kills oh, her, geez. and she's sending a recording to her daughter, and then the alien goes to her daughter's spaceship too. Yeah. Ah. We played the Fun little we played game. the arcade game at a bowling alley once. Do you remember that, Pete? It's like a shooting game. It's like a shooting yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's um, just this this uh, uh, property project IP. It's just mm-hmm. like infiltrated popular culture so much but i mean i think it really does come down to how successful this movie is and it's like you know now it's kind of become um i don't know a trope or whatever it's just like it's a haunted house in space kind of a thing Mm -hmm. you know and and but i think nowadays you get we just watched sunshine we just watched danny boyle sunshine danny boyle awesome underrated movie if you've never seen it it's very underrated and also like extremely well danny boyle you know wrote it but it's it's very very alien yes it's always it's always the signal on another planet Mm -hmm. don't go there girlfriend (laughs) don't go don't follow the signal and yet they do yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) they always do and then you know something about sunshine in particular that caught my eye was just like this like international cast yeah this this international Mm -hmm. cast and also kind of like the characters kind of being um like what is what is what does Shonda Rhimes call it when the blind casting? Sure, yeah, you know, right, so right? Any race, any gender, you know, can mm-hmm. play these characters. Yeah. I think Sunshine really kind of held on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these. Yeah, I wonder why that movie is so underrated. It it definitely didn't uh, like it didn't get good reviews. It really the, didn't hit. It didn't make that much of the box office. I mean, I think it probably just wore Danny Boyle out of making a space movie and. Mm. He didn't. Yeah. That, I mean, it just kind of fizzled. But then again, he had Slumdog Millionaire in 2008, so <laughs> it clearly all worked yeah. out for him. And he had his Academy Award yeah. for Director of the Year. I after. think he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah. totally. He's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that kind of leads us to this cast in this movie. They're yeah. like the the cast is so great. The acting style is just so like for a, a sci-fi hyper realistic movie mm-hmm. set in the future. It's like so naturally acted mm-hmm. you yeah. know um the guy who plays bilbo is the human villain <laughs> yeah <in this> <laughs> the, the android yep i can't remember little, his little name ian home yeah yep. as ian home that's ash right. the that's android right. the scary disgusting like milk filled android yeah like what's going interesting on little fact i think that you mentioned this to me when uh Prometheus came out mm-hmm. that all of the robots in the Alien series, it's letters of the alphabet. There's A for Ash. In uh, in Aliens, the android is Bishop. Bishop. C for Cal, and, played by Winona Ryder. And, the, yeah. and D for David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think that... And then they just forgot. That's where it ends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
but uh yeah the the ash thing is really interesting too because uh i forgot until watching it again last night that they don't reveal that he's mm-hmm. a droid yeah. until the very end um and then he also when you know that he, I, like you i knew he was like the villain yeah. through like through this watch and it you really do see like that actor's really good at at like when when bad things are starting to happen you almost can see him smiling yeah, yeah. but not quite like it, it just he's so good at that face that sort of i guess they call it like a mona lisa smile or oh, whatever, sure yeah where, where uh he's he's not giving away that he's on the alien side but he's or that he admires the alien which i guess is what he says at the yeah, end, but, yeah. uh, that he's he wants it to come inside this and that's the sure. overall <laughs> arc of i mean at least the first two movies is the whalen corporation the getting company, this yeah. alien that they mm-hmm, were because it wants it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they answered this call for a reason, and it was to get one of the eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter. The crew is expendable, as as Mother mm-hmm. says. The directive is the crew. The crew is expendable, and that Ash should get the alien no matter. And what. you mentioned that the Whalen Corporation is not called out by name in this movie. That's no, they, that's an addition of they, James Cameron. They say the yeah. company in this movie. Yeah. They only ever say yeah. the company. Um. Well, before we get too far into it, for. Those listeners that have never watched Alien before, I think we've kind of given a good rundown for for what this movie's about. But Scott, do you have like a a two sentence synopsis for for Aliens? We want to incorporate truckers in space, or for, you know, truckers in space <laughs> respond to a message on a foreign planet, uh-huh. end up getting a face sucker. <laughs> They should have listened to the woman, keep him outside of the spaceship. They bring him in, burst from his chest, alien wreaks havoc on the ship. Sure. And they should have listened to the woman. Should have listened to the woman. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have listened to Sigourney Weaver from the very beginning, (laughs) there would be no movie. You know what's wild about this movie is that, you know, I think the crew is like seven. I think there's seven of them. You know, they're, they're on the ship that is hauling and essentially a giant refinery mm-hmm. through space 20 million what's the ship called the Nostromo the Nostromo Nostromo now what is that yeah. like like what is that like or like what is that word is that is it is it Greek is it it's it, it's Roman know. Nostradamus was somebody. I don't know I don't know we'll find out but <laughs> but the the thing is it's like this alien one single organism one alien attaches itself to one of the astronauts completely destroys the entire ship all seven of them wreaks havoc it takes an entire movie just to get one of them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like that's ins- so it's like what would up to an army of them do you know what could that do to, you know so this company this mysterious corporation that kind of has their hand in you know mining but also they might they must have like a military branch mm-hmm. that they're like we want you to bring one back so drop it in a war zone weaponize this yep. motherfucker yeah, yeah. like yeah. what kind of havoc could this thing like well they wreak? when they first get to the planet that has the distress signal mm-hmm. and they go inside of the alien spaceship they discover that like there's this whole like sea of eggs yeah. and that's how the one of them one of the face suckers which that god that scene is so gross <laughs> when the egg opens up and it looks like it's like a chicken breast yeah. inside yeah. of the egg and then it, <laughs> it sticks to his helmet oh, god. and that that uh yeah like all of those are one xenomorph yeah you know 
Yeah, yeah each one of those eggs is like could be could. could I be mean, one. not to mention the set piece of that giant room. Yeah. Of the, mm-hmm. I mean, they call them, they call them in Prometheus the engineers right. of that these right, these right. giant like space giants, and one of them is in like the jockey seat of like a pilot, mm-hmm. which is such a mm-hmm. like a very haunting image, and you know nothing about it. The space jockey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a point. Okay, that I want to talk about right. that we talked about last night. In this entire franchise. Uh, but I, especially in this movie and in Aliens, the existence of aliens and you know all, all other life form, extraterrestrial life form, is bandied about. But it's kind of like some people are like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy, aliens!" And then other people are like, "Sure." In this movie, <laughs> when they get the distress call. And they're woken up from their hypersleep before, you know, way before they, you know, they're supposed to get back to Earth, months before they're supposed to get back to Earth. Ripley is reading, you know, she's telling them, like, okay, it's a distress call. And she says, like, maybe human. Mm-hmm. And nobody yeah. bats an eye as to be like, well, what are you talking about? Maybe human. Well, what the hell else could it be? You know? So the existence of aliens has to be kind of like understood. Yeah, I think they mention when they're floating toward the planet, uh, like, I think Sigourney Weaver or Ripley says, like, they say something about alien life yeah. form. And it, it is just sort of, like, taken as, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they, and they've they've been, you know, they've mastered, I think, hyperspace travel yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Or at least they've mastered cryogenic mm-hmm, freezing. Mm-hmm. Over long And so distances. they probably have already have already come across aliens at that point. Yeah. yeah. And so when they find, you know, this, the derelict ship, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, another, so cool. another Geiger design there. I mm-hmm. mean, you said there's like very explicit, like kind of sexual undertones, overtones to his like biomechanical. Dicks in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> dude, there are some orifices on this ship that are just like, Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Yeah, and they they also with the alien too, like with the the costume mm-hmm. itself, to make it like sort of slimy and have the ropes dripping down from its teeth. Yeah. They covered it in a KY jelly sure. and then shredded condoms too, which like on the suit itself. Ugh. So they they really leaned into the sexual yeah. part of this of this <laughs> uh, like not just the alien itself, but just like all of the the production yeah, and everything. Totally. It was, it's like very. The actors are always like glistening and yeah. KY jelly, straight people lube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The worst yeah, lube. Yeah. Get it at your local Rite Aid. <laughs> yeah, if you can get it at Rite Aid, you don't want it. Um we yeah, we were uh I think one of the things that I always remember reading about, like, you know, in reviews of the movie is just how atmospheric mm-hmm. it is. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's very wet. You know, there's scenes in the ship in the Nostromo where, you know, like Harry Dean Stanton is like walking through what I'm assuming is an engine room. Yeah. I think it's an engine room. Yeah. There's like swinging chains from this, like he's looking for the cat. five story tall, like room with like swinging chains. And it is without hyperbole raining inside. this yeah. room. I mean, is that rain supposed to be like condensation condensation from I'm the assuming. engines or something? I was thinking that last night. I was like, wait, like, why is it raining in the yeah. ship? And then 
I was thinking, well, like, yeah, it could be like condensation from the engine, yeah. or like they probably have some sort of terraforming thing happening. True, for also true, yeah, yeah. So maybe like there's like a natural. Water so they can have, yeah. So they but, can like get. You know. Yeah, he in that scene, he literally is like standing under a shower of yeah. water, like letting it fall in his face. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when he's looking for the cat right before he gets eaten by the alien. Yeah. That reveal of the alien <laughs> is so fucking cool. And I don't think it was yeah. until we got like a nice TV that you can see all of the detail of like the the first like image that you see mm-hmm. of the xenomorph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But it's really cool. But I remember even reading reviews like as a teenager about this movie where you know they were just saying like it's so atmospheric and there's like there's smoke and there's mist and there's swinging chains and there's you know dripping water inside of the spaceship that really doesn't make sense we're sitting here trying to make sense of it all but it's like you don't even care because it's just so like it just adds to the the atmosphere of this spooky ass scene i mean something that also (laughs) i mean it's very uh would you say that it's anti-star wars like you can't even compare it to star wars especially in the years that followed a new hope that Mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't even feel like a copy from that Right. It's just like this feels, Style, this feels very new. I mean, stylistically, you could talk about how the worn out and lived in feel of the, sure. of the ships kind of match. You know, George Lucas kind of had that idea. But tonally, mm-hmm. very different from Star Wars. Um, For sure. Yeah. Drew, how familiar you are with Planet of the Vampires? That's a that's a science that's a science it, fiction but... movie from the '60s mm-hmm. that, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think that Planet of the Vampires was the more science fiction reference that uh, Ridley Scott had. Of that is a movie that has a lot of imagery that um, they probably kind of lift from. You can definitely see it in a movie like Prometheus because mm-hmm. how they do their spacesuits, it's pretty much a. They're, refer- they're directly referencing Planet of the Vampires. So kind of mm-hmm. a, a fun, kooky sci-fi movie from the cool. 60s that they drew a lot from. And that is kind of, I mean, it's Planet of the Vampires. It's a horror movie in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. There's also a lot of influence, I think. Um, there was that, there's a documentary that's on, I think it's on iTunes right now, mm-hmm. maybe or Amazon. Uh, and it's just about like the history of alien and how it was made. And they do mention there's also, there was a queer artist whose name I cannot remember now. And I should have looked it up, but they, one of the writers had a lot of influence from it. And this artist, I think they've been dead for quite a while now, Mm. but they had a very um, creepy kind of similar to HR Geiger's aesthetic, but uh, much more just overtly sexual and, like not no straight sex to be found in their heart. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the writers had a lot of inspiration from, them. I don't think any of the writers were actually gay or at least they weren't out, but yeah. Um, or one of the producers maybe. I think that documentary was done by the, by the French filmmaker that did the shower documentary that they made about psycho. I think it's the same guy. Oh, it's like, uh, like the alien one is like memory or something. Yeah. It, it's memory like colon, the alien or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, we were trying to figure out what Ripley's job was on the ship. I, th- I mean, I think <laughs> she like, kind of is a pilot do? because she stays behind. She doesn't go with them. Mm-hmm. She's also like third in command. Yeah, she mm-hmm. mentions too, yeah. like when, you know, when Dallas is off the ship, she's in charge and she kind of, you know, is ordering around, you know, um, Yafit Koto and... And Harry Dean Stanton, you know, when they're like goofing off downstairs, um, 
God, they're such they're so mean to they're her so when they go when she goes down there. They're so such mean dicks. <laughs> I mean, it's very much like a work relationship. Yeah, they like to give each other totally. they like to give each other shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like working in a kitchen at a restaurant. Yeah. Like the, the like it's just like it's like literally a pirate ship. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, hey Ripley. Hey Ripley, I want to ask you a question. If they find what they're looking for out there, does that mean we get bullshit? Don't worry, Parker. Yeah. You'll get whatever's coming to you. Look, I'm not going to do any more work. We get this straightened out. Brett, you're guaranteed by law to get a share. What? Why don't you just fuck off? What? What'd you say, Rick? If you have any trouble, I'll be on the bridge. I was reading something and I think it was from Roger Ebert and he was commenting on the fact that in horror or thriller movies, the casts are usually like young people and Sigourney Weaver and Veronica Cartwright were 29 and 30 Mm -hmm. and they were the youngest Mm -hmm. in the cast and everybody else was just like old dudes. Tom Skerritt. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's, Tom Skerritt yeah. was like forty-eight when he made in seventy-nine. He's an old man. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, he's still. How old is he in Steel Magnolias? Right? Just um, John Hurt and uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, oh, and Yafet Koto died. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just commenting on the fact that it's kind of turning, you know, our ideas again of a horror movie, you know, kind of on its side. I mean, I think that's kind of interesting because they're space Mm -hmm. truckers. I mean, at my job, I work with a wide range of ages. So very true Mm -hmm. to life that there are younger people in their 20s and then there are people in their 50s. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm not finding yeah. that. Um, I was watching a little bit of our iTunes special features because I I bought the 4K because mm-hmm. I wanted a nice transfer of this, and we just have our old Blu-ray disc that was probably manufactured when Blu-rays first came on the market. Upgraded it, and I got the original bonus materials from the old DVD set. And there is an interesting interview with with Veronica Cartwright and casting. She showed up to England thinking she was going to be Ripley. She said when she read for it, she read for Ripley, and that's what she assumed that she was cast for. And then when she showed up, she found out she was going to be this other chick. The other woman. The other woman. Basically. And, like, she yeah. was just like, I don't know. Woman number two. And she two. was like, I don't know how I feel about this woman. Like, she's so, like, shriekish. Like, she's, like... I love Lynn. Like, hysterical. And yeah, they does. had to kind of reason with her of that this is the audience surrogate. And you are going to sort of be representing the audience member in the theater reacting to all of this. So, yeah. 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 I love the Lambert That's character. Crazy. I don't know that. Yeah. yeah I, I love the Lambert character, mm-hmm. but I love Veronica Cartwright just because she's kind of been around for mm-hmm. so long. She's in The Birds. Ch- child actress. Yeah. She was in The Birds. Her the, sister was on Lost in Space in and uh, Sound of Music. Yeah, um, oh. yeah, and I, 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 I like her. I like her dynamic with Ripley. I, for, I forget about the yeah, I was uh, say. the 
deleted scene, I always think that it is included in the theatrical cut when she slaps Ripley. Yeah, when for... they when they bring back John Hurt oh. and Ripley meets them like right where they're going to operate on him, and like she straight up like slaps her across the face, and it looks real, like she actually slaps a on because... set because. Because Ripley doesn't want to let them in to break quarantine because he's got a right, fucking right. parasite in his body. Because she was she was right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this, uh, not to bring up the sequels again, but the Charlize Theron character in Prometheus does the exact same thing. She's like, no, bitches, you're not getting back on. She sets him yep. on fire, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> She's the villain of that movie. Meredith Vickers. <laughs> Meredith right. Vickers. And Meredith is squashed underneath that ship when they, like, drive up to it. If we are to Yeah, if we're going to be thinking of them in canon. Charlize's, like, mummified, like, corpse is underneath the, the derelict <laughs> spaceship when we get there. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. how these that's movies right. tie into each other. <laughs> With Frez's Cartwright uh, in the chestburster scene, I think the the moment that it comes out oh, of the guy's my chest and blood sprays, sprays on, her, on her yeah she she actually didn't think that she didn't know that was going to happen yeah so that that moment of her like reacting to it is actually real uh when the blood like i think she also said that she fell down too but they didn't keep that part in that she just like got back up and they still got it so know, there's the take. unedited take is insane mm-hmm. what you see oh, really? what you see in the movie is great and it's like you see the spray and it hits her, and then it cuts really quickly. The editing of the scene is done so well. The unedited take is fucking wild because it's like a fire hose, and it like gets her right in the face, and she's like, ah! And she's like, oh, God, and all that. Like, that whole reaction is real. It's visceral. And she, like, moves to get out of the way. It's still spraying on her. It gets on her chest and her body. And then as she's trying to, like, move and act and be in the moment, she slips and falls on mm-hmm. her ass, on her back, and the cam- oh. you know the camera's staying on her just because it's like you know it's the, it's the take, and um, when you watch it, you're like, holy shit, how are they going to use any of this? And they they do they use like because the the way that the gushing blood looks is like oh that's not usable at all, <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. little the little split that they got it, it works so well, and that scene yeah it's just become this kind of legendary like they you know like. It's gone from, like, she wasn't prepared to be shot in the face with a jet of fake blood to none of them knew None of them knew happen, about, you know. That it's going to come out of the chest. You know? yeah. um, Which, even if they didn't read their script and read the scene, <laughs> they would have seen the puppeteer underneath the table when blocking the scene. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think the little, um, the little baby alien oh. is, like, hydraulic yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, and, and so they... They had to have seen the mechanical stuff underneath of it. Yet, I think the that you're right that it's become like it's grown from like she, the one woman didn't know she wasn't gonna she was gonna get sprayed in the face to like that they all had no idea. Yeah. But I think that they didn't know. Maybe they, they didn't know like what it looked yeah. like yeah. or something. Yeah. So like they were they were still acting like they knew that something was gonna happen. But I think they just didn't notice who this little little dick worm coming out of his chest with silver teeth and blood i always i mean pete i do expect him to do like a little dance like do a little dance and have like a little like like top hat (laughs) and like 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 kickball chain (laughs) off the off the table um i mean 
we haven't even, I mean, Alien Covenant, I mean, that movie has like 10 chestburst scenes. Yeah. And they are fully coming out in Alien Covenant like voguing. There, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just something to be said about uh, movies from this era that were forced to do everything practical. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when it's scurrying off the table. <laughs> It's I love, a little tail. I love that little shot. It's a little tail. Yeah, is like it's it's kind of cute. Here. It's kind of yeah. cute, and you know whatever. But the the it's obviously a gay yeah, alien. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little tail. Yeah. But um, you know, for the most part, it's effective and it's and it's scary. And um, the 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 xenomorphs and what the hell is this? Alien called? covenant. Coven- They're fully like walking the runway. When they they yeah. come out, they're like bursting out. They're, they're like on like heels. They're doing like, like a ballroom battle yeah, or something. It's too weird. <laughs> yeah. It's too weird. It's like too much articulation. I'm like, no, give me the baby. It's it's like overly produced yeah. for sure. Because the, the beautiful thing about Alien, like the original one, is just like that. It's all practical effects. Yeah. Like there's there's even some scenes where I did giggle a little bit last night. Because like watching it in 2022, mm-hmm. there's like it's like like when when at the very end when the alien is. Uh, is like outside yes. of her escape yeah, pod yeah. and it's floating around in space like that is a man in a yeah, suit yeah but <laughs> it's still <laughs> on like a wire effective, yeah, yeah for sure right on a wire yeah exactly if you could zoom in you could see it's little zipper yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know a minute before that when it's hiding in the ship mm-hmm. and you're just like mm-hmm. holy shit it just I looks love that shot. it looks like part of the ship like yeah. it's just yeah. the genius of the design so like part of the design shot one way it's just like perfect it's wow, meant to be camouflage yeah. yeah but then mm-hmm. when you when you see behind the curtain and the full body you're just like all right <laughs> all right you um uh we we were mentioning the um mother talked a little bit about mother and like the computer mm-hmm. of the ship yeah i mean and, i was mentioning last night yeah. i mean was this type of uh element in a script with computers i mean it can probably be be traced back to Hal in 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably... In fact, I think there's like almost a couple of homages to yeah. that because when she's uh, shutting down the ship and wanting to detonate it mm-hmm. and then like she doesn't... She gets there like right at the last minute to try and reverse it and Mother won't let her do it. And then she's, uh, I think, trying to get to the pod or to the escape pod and she keeps saying, "Open the doors, mother." And mother doesn't say, "Like I can't let you do that." But it's still like, it's still like kind of a, yeah, it looks yeah. a little bit like an homage to yeah. it. And then also at the end, when the Nostromo does explode, that that feels very much like the end yeah. of two thousand one when he's like going through the crazy mm-hmm. like acid trip. Um, the yeah, the explosion like effect mm-hmm. is crazy, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost have a memory of um, what's your name? Uh, the the computer mother mother I almost have a memory of yeah. mother speaking before she detonates it but only no the, they're just the countdown they're just communicating on the computer yeah. which also yeah. for a 1979 audience like I mean <laughs> people were not that familiar with like like, com- like computers the, the say what machine in general yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's a big calculator (laughs) well yeah i was talking about how like you know this is a pre you know windows kind of computer age so people didn't have an idea of what a 
graphical user interface nerd talk uh you know <laughs> so it's like this text-based things but it just you sit in this room with a bunch of led lights and a little screen and it just looks so fucking futuristic i love the room i, <laughs> I love, love the room it. it's a little disco it's a little disco mm-hmm. it's a little space mountain yeah you know? <laughs> yeah I used to put a GIF of that on an old organization I used to work for. Whenever our website would be like having maintenance on oh. it, I would just put that GIF up. Like we're working on our computer right now. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know, yeah. I was talking about how this movie's just kind of become like uh, a touchstone for like cultural, you know, um, not ex- it hasn't been exploited, but it's just been used so much. The xenomorph, you know, the scenes where they are using the kind of like I guess heat sensors, mm-hmm. you know, when oh, hunting, sure. hunting the when, alien. When when Tom Skerritt's in like the yeah is crawling around in like the air ducts. Yeah, and um, you know, in that scene, Lambert she's a little she's a little weepy in that scene, mm-hmm. but that's okay because that scene is scary as hell. Yeah, I would probably be doing the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's... It is super scary. Yeah, and it's just, again, it's just so effective that it's just like, this alien is in the ship, it's hunting all of them, and she's just like, she's she's the one, um, she's the one orphan in Annie that's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that reveal of the alien with the arms, I love it. It's so scary. Oh, with, with Dallas, with Tom yeah. Skerritt? He like reaches out. The alien's like, oh, yeah, like yeah. going in for a hug. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one scene where like last night when I was watching it, I was like, mm. I can tell that's still a person in a suit, yeah. but it's still like it's very creepy yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And actually, with the aliens, back to its like its suit design, um, I was reading too that that uh, in that scene, if you like, I guess look really closely, you can almost see the original version of what they had done with that alien is they were going to have the skull be um, invisible and it would be a human skull inside of the alien. Yeah. And then they decided to like make it opaque instead. Yeah. So it's like a, a shiny black like shell instead of having a sort of a invisible head like it would have before. And I guess in that scene you could almost see the skull. Okay. Because I was going to say like I've seen the images of the of the skull underneath the like the dome or the like carapace or whatever. And I think even at the um, Academy Museum. Oh, I sure. Think there's yeah. an alien head and oh, it's, yeah. and it's translucent. You can see the skull mm-hmm. in there. And I was like, this is at the Academy Museum. I was just thinking, are there shots? There has to be a shot somewhere in like all of the movies where you can see it, where you can see that skull unless, you know, but yeah, it's probably in that. That's probably the best, the yeah, best spot. I couldn't tell. I was trying to like, keep that in mind last yeah. night when I was watching it, but I, I, you can't. I think that they pretty yeah. much because it's so you know, black but normally. Yeah, 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 it's like shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Big Geiger note is that this creature can't have eyes. It has no eyes, yeah. which I think is yeah. very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it also makes it even more terrifying in a way because it's like it's all it's doing is just sensing via like sound and probably like taste and smell. Yeah. Like it's so so terrifying <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, once it starts, like, ticking everybody off, like, first, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like... So we lose... I mean, clearly we lose uh, John Hurt first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think Harry Dean Stanton trying to find Jonesy. We haven't talked about Jonesy. Jonesy the cat. So do you think... Who do you think <laughs> Jonesy's owner is, or does he just come with the ship? <laughs> I think... 
Isn't he Sigourney Weaver's Is he Ripley's? Cat? Or does she just take him because he's the last one? I mean, like, she formed oh, this yeah. bond with this cat. Yeah. Um, I follow a, a TikTok account of a trucker that uh, has cat that has a cat in his in his in cab his, in, in his, his truck. Cab. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a That's he so has sweet. a big TikTok account with his cat. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. we were also noticing the like like weird nudie like porno like pictures that mm-hmm. were like taped up all around. <laughs> Yeah, and the magazine that Ash tries to kill Ripley with, like into her, in her mouth, mouth, is is a I think it's is a, a porno. porno? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which like I'm sure there's tons of oh in, sure yeah like, reading into you can do with yeah. that you know, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's a porno okay. like a Playboy that he's he's trying to choke her. All with. right, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was probably yeah. very intentional. But yeah, all all yeah. these ideas of just like they're that they're living on this ship, you know. Mm-hmm. And didn't you say mm-hmm. there was like cereal? Like they were eating cereal at one point. Kind of looks like cereal yeah. when they're all eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're actually eating pretty good for being yeah. on a, on a, <laughs> a, a like a cargo ship. Also, there is a scene that you see a lot in types of movies like yeah. this, and I think Alien is the first that did it. Is the character introduction of everyone eating. And having breakfast. I mean, you see that yeah. in all sorts of movies now. I mean, it's in Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Sunshine. It's in The Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. yeah. Totally. Definitely in The yeah. Matrix, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. much any movie set in space, you have to have a scene like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the whole, like, claustrophobia of the Nostromo and, like, the idea of... It just makes me, like my anxiety just like freak out just with like the acid blood like going through mm-hmm. all the different floors and I'm just like that's gonna get to the end and then it's gonna poke a hole in the ship and then you're all dead what the hell yeah like yeah so crazy yeah I don't know if you're made out for space travel Pete. oh no hell no <laughs> put me in sleep put me in cryo put me in a hyper sleep wake me up in four years when you want to be on the ship I'll from passengers with Jennifer Lawrence but then I'm gonna be the one who's there pod go breaks and yep. then i'm awake mm-hmm. and i'll have to jump out to like jump off the side of the ship but like you want to you want Your, the ship to pretty much be like yeah the, like the san anita mall sleeper ship oh yeah, yeah. I, would do, I would love mm-hmm. that if the ship was huge and like was like a shopping mall and had like a pet store mm-hmm. and like a waterbed you know showroom and there's like a like sam that. goody yeah mm-hmm. i would lo- i as long as you're not the only one like if you're like not just walking around there alone yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> essentially just like the ship from wally I'd be okay with that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'd be okay There's with There's no that. need to walk. Yeah. yeah. I think I would do okay in space, but I mean, you have to be you have to be really fucking smart to be an astronaut. I just don't think I'm up yeah. to that level. Yeah. You have to like have a PhD in some sort of STEM field yeah. and you have to be like like super fit as well, like have like crazy lung capacity yeah. and yeah, I don't I don't know if I could I could do it either. I think also just yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm very claustrophobic, but I definitely get a little, a little queasy, like when I'm, you know, in a in a confined space oh, yeah. for that long, or when I watch a movie about like caving. Oh no! Get, like like the descent does a really good job yeah. of claustrophobia, yeah. you know. No. And I, yeah, alien, no, you ma'am. feel that for yeah. sure. No, ma'am. Um, yeah. Although all these jerks are just like smoking up a storm, right? Chain, smo- chain smoking, smoking in space. I don't in a like. Is something gonna blow up? Yeah, with them like right. smoking all of these compressed, like Marlboros or something. Air environment, <laughs> probably not a good idea. When they need to put it out, they just hold it under one of the rainfalls. Yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> on, the wall, but, on the walls. But that's the other thing, too. It's like it, they don't establish that it's like, oh, this is the year 2050. It's like it, this is way in the future. Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Like, there's artificial yeah. gravity, like, hypersleep, all that shit. So Way in the future, yeah. but the movie never beats you over the head with how uh, high-tech or futuristic right. things are, right. which is very clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost, um, like... Like you were saying earlier, Pete, the the supercomputer and stuff would be mind blowing if you see that in 1979. Yeah. But even if you were to if you were to watch this movie in 1979, like there's not aside from the computers, like it's all sort of like we're already in a yeah. world with Star Wars yeah. and Star Trek, and so it's kind of not a new concept um, as far as the technology that they use. Yeah. yeah. And when it gets the alien instead yeah. is the new concept. Absolutely. Yeah. When sci-fi movies get a little too futuristic and it's just magic and then there's no stakes mm-hmm. it's like oh we're just gonna be beaming mm-hmm. everywhere and it's like all right calm down um but this they definitely <laughs> they have to like work and use their you know their wits and all that to get from one place to the other and you know when it when they do start getting picked off one by one um and we finally get to like towards the end i do love when you know uh lambert veronica cartwright is just like fuck it man let's blow up the damn ship let's get in this, in the lifeboat. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, which I don't know why the hell the one lifeboat on the Nostromo can't even hold four people when there's got a crew of seven. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> Flawed design. Flawed design. It's like, just, it's like the Titanic. You're assuming that some people are going to die yeah. if you need to use the space exactly. pod, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> the escape pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's when we get the crazy ass. Like Ash, the android, the re- oh, there's like so much going on. Revelation that he's mm-hmm. the bad guy. Revelation that he's going to kill Ripley, or he's trying to murder Ripley. Then we get like, not only is he a bad guy, not only is he trying to murder Ripley and bring an alien back, he's a weird ass milk android. Yeah, yeah, he's filled with <laughs> milk, <laughs> which they continue and the they other do. Movies as yeah, well. they they yeah, keep this yeah. thread going. <laughs> I think it's a very fascinating idea for androids to be kind of, and again, going along with like Geiger to be like biomechanical. Yeah. They're not like, like, it's not like you're, you're splitting open his head and seeing like, like oil, wires. oil is his blood and he's like eating a bowl of like nuts and bolts for breakfast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Like these are meant to replicate humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, replicant mm-hmm. more replicants than than androids, but yeah, very like Battlestar Galactica. I've, I always think that's like so fascinating. Like Blade Runner, it's just like they're like mm-hmm. flesh. They're like flesh and blood. And mm-hmm. and when they when Yafet Koto hits him with <laughs> a fire extinguisher and it knocks like literally knocks his block <laughs> off, and it's just like this body with like arms. It's like oh my god, I love it. And the noises he makes, too. Uh, I think it's before he gets his head yeah. knocked off where he's, like... It's almost, like, Looney Tunes yes. Because he's also spinning around, mm-hmm. like, in a circle really quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... Uh, it's, it just makes you... You're, like, questioning what the hell is going on, you know? Yeah. And there is yeah. some... There's a little bit of ADR in there where he goes, like... He's an android as he's fighting him. And then finally at the end when his head is knocked off, like there's like an insert of him going, wow, I can't believe Ash was a robot. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because, I mean, clearly this is a robot. But also, again, 1979, what the hell is all that stuff 
his his guts are not wired. I wonder if they added that line when they were testing it. I think they had with to. audiences. They probably yeah. did because they're like they're probably like what the hell yeah. is another another is alien, alien too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's there's so much shit going on in the scene, and then the way he tries to, I guess, suffocate Ripley with the magazine. With the magazine, it's yeah, so it, weird, so unsettling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything about it's really for sure, especially if it's a porn mag, yeah. that makes it worse <laughs> for sure. Yeah, just like ugh, it's so creepy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then you know. Afterwards, when he's okay, so they kind of like bring his little head back to life, you know, to try and get some answers out of him, you know, and that's when he gives us the revelation of the the company bringing the alien back, mm-hmm. and that's when he tells us how he kind of, you know, and Ripley's like, you would you admire it, you know, mm-hmm. and all that, yeah. And they're so pissed off, they're just like, all right, fuck it, let's get the hell out of here, let's split up the ship, whatever, and. Yafik Kono has like the flamethrower and is just like fuck you. Yeah, just, yeah. torches, <laughs> torches, it. torches the rest yeah. of his head. Uh, and b- before the ship gets nuked, it's like that's not enough. No, but he yeah. also torch this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! And then it's like literally countdown. We got to get our asses like mm-hmm. to yeah. And then she tries to reverse the countdown or like reverse the self destruct mode and like is like. St- Misses it by seconds, yeah. or like by a second. Yeah, love basically. Veronica Carthright's last scene, and that's where you really see the horror influences of this movie. Yeah. Is that like mm-hmm. is that scene where she dies? Is like straight mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's just screaming her head off. She's not trying to fight anymore. Yeah, for sure. And she's like, even when you cut, it cuts back to Ripley, who's like listening to it on the intercom, and she's just still just all she's just hearing. Is her screams, and that's she's just like, all right, fuck it. I'm the last one. I mean, the last 25 minutes of this movie turns into a story about a woman and her cat, which I love. <laughs> that she has to go back for Jonesy in the carrier because that's her, that's her, like, that's her bestie. That's like, I mean, that's like her ride or die on the ship is the cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah. maybe it really the protagonist of this movie is Jonesy. <laughs> Jonesy it's the not. Cat. It's not Ripley. Yeah. I love the I love the shots of Jonesy when Harry Dean Stanton gets pulled away by the alien. It's like this very like serene, oh. peaceful shot of this ginger cat. Typical ginger cat, yeah. too. Jonesy actually really hated him. He was like thankful <laughs> that the alien took him out. But, I mean, this is this all you dog people. You're probably right. This is what cats will do if like a burglar came in your house. They will just sit there and watch. Mm-hmm. As you get oh, like, sure. yeah, <laughs> your yeah. brain bashed in <laughs> by the by the robbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Jonesy did with. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, the last like twenty minutes of this movie are a fucking ride. Where she's trying to mm-hmm. get in this pod, she sees the alien blocking the way. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why she goes back to try and turn off the the self destructs. Yeah, and then she she like gets into the pod and thinks the alien's gone. She has Jonesy and we think like, all right, we're good to go. And then the alien is hiding like in, in this like utility cove inside of the ship. And yeah. Yeah. That, that scene is really cool. Um, Cause it has like gas all around it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like misty and yeah. yeah. You get 
You get Sigourney in those panties. I love you get it. The, you get the panties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Iconic. A, li- a yep. little too mm-hmm. small. Yeah. Little tiny. Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit of crack showing right above, and like her little, right. little tank top. <laughs> it's like a it's like a set. Um, we were noticing that there's shots when before she gets on the pod where she's kind of like she's got Jonesy and she's slowly kind of creeping her way through the ship, and she like puts her hand. It's a shot, a close up of her hands as they come out of like where she's coming hiding from or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know if it's just like how wet everything is it looks like glitter i mean they probably really probably put glitter on her fingers just because it looked fucking cool on film like in legend i mean look at like movies like legend and blade runner i mean (laughs) the the glitter budget and legend alone yeah would have cost millions. <laughs> yeah. And Joanna Cassidy is covered in glitter in Blade Runner. Yeah. And she's like running through the streets of LA and she's just That's covered. Right. He yeah. knows he knows what's read <laughs> he really knows what reads well on film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but her hands almost look gold because of yeah. like the lighting and then like mm-hmm. if it is like glitter or water or whatever, it just looks crazy. I think they I think they did spray the actors a lot with just like glister like a glycerin, glycerin yeah. mixture. Because um, if you look at, like, especially toward the end, the, all their faces are just, like, glowing. Yeah. Like, it, it does look almost like uh, like it's shining. Um, it's supposed to look like, like it's sweat, sweat yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, do either of you remember the great movie ride from uh, Walt I Disney do. World? Yep. <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that was, the and there's an, and there's an the alien yeah. section of the yeah, great movie a... ride. Yep. <laughs> I think it's actually aliens, but, you know. It's still Ripley hiding in like in a hallway. In it's not. I mean, I always thought it was. Did it the, exist? I always thought it was her trying to get onto the escape pod. Oh, okay. So it's probably from Alien. Oh, okay. that's what I always thought oh, it was. Okay. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if her hair was short, but she uh, she pins her hair up, so it could be this movie. I just assumed it was Aliens because she's got the short haircut from from Aliens. Right. But at this point of this movie, she pins up her 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 long hair and and it gives her that like that's right that short haircut yeah look. for her cryo sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I forgot that that ride has Alien in it. There's also at Universal Studios. There's a ride where I think I think it's Universal where the Alien. Uh, you're like in a tunnel, like on a on a water ride, and the Alien like pops out of the shadows oh on God. top. Yeah. Oh, that um, must have been like scurry. a universal ride from yesteryear because I don't remember <laughs> it. Uh, okay. And also in Florida, I too, much. I should mention. Uh, okay. I, I went to the one in Florida, not the one All in All right. Country. Maybe that's what it is. Well, yeah. Disney World in Florida also had the Alien Encounter ride, With which Tyra was Banks. heavily yeah. based yeah. on Which was this. heavily referenced Alien. And that yeah. shit was yeah. scary. Listeners, if you remember the alien encounter at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, my sister and I were fully teenagers and traumatized. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> Why was I this don't think I've ever actually it? been on it. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Is it not around no, anymore? No, it's gone. No, yeah, I think it was... Oh, I think okay. it bit the dust in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we gotcha. went in the 90s and I was... A, I was... Uh, I. I think I was a senior in high school, which means my sister was in college, and we were just like, "Oh my god!" I think it was. I think it was sort of reskinned to be Lilo and Stitch themed. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It (laughs) was reskinned to be Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) But you know, again, this movie, like, and this, this, it just is a template for you know, like 
scary alien on a ship, like going to eat everybody. You watch I, any I, of these? I movies. did a Google search of alien ripoff movies, and mm. there was a very long list oh, of movies yeah. that oh, I can imagine. have For kind sure. of stolen this movie. I remember watching Leviathan, Leviathan, yeah, uh, which I think came mm. out underwater, yeah, uh, in the early nineties, Probably and that is 90, the yeah. underwater alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that once. I didn't really. No, it's not great. I mean, not, the superior, the superior, scary underwater movie is The Abyss again, James Cameron. Yes. But um, yeah. what is yeah. what is the um, what is the scary uh, space movie that I love? That's Event Horizon. Terrible? Yes, I've Event never Horizon. actually, I've Event never Horizon, seen yeah. Event Horizon. Is it worth watching? You know, it's it's kind of an underrated movie. I, I think. It's you know, it definitely influenced by Alien mm-hmm. for sure, but it's more um, Psych- paranormal. Yeah, paranormal. And that's yeah. Sam. And that's Sam Neil. Yeah. yeah, it's Doc- mm-hmm. Sam Neil. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kathleen Quinlan. Yeah, it's, I believe. Kathleen Quinlan it's from good. Apollo thirteen. Okay. Yeah. All right. It becomes it becomes like I think the second half of it it becomes a little like. Um, it, it, they just kind of lose control. Yeah. Of the movie. A little yeah. Bit. I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in general, like. You know, I've I've seen it now a few times, mm-hmm. and I usually come away with it being like, eh, it's pretty good." Yeah, but yeah. definitely has those influences just in the, you know, the, the crew on this ship and the, the hypersleep chambers and all that stuff. It's just become. Mm-hmm. What else is on there? And they're investigating a black hole. Oh, I think. Yes. But yeah, Event Horizon. The Event Horizon. Uh, Supernova. Directed by oh, like right. Walter Smitty or something that say, Francis Ford Su- Coppola took yeah, his name off of Supernova. with Angela Bassett and uh, oh from Can't Hardly Wait and in Twilight. Oh, uh, uh, Peter Facinelli. Peter Facinelli, yeah. Okay. And he's like a fuckboy that they find like oh, in Jesus. space. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's wild. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Well, let me tell you this: we were watching Sunshine the other day, and I forgot Chris Evans was in it. Yeah. And I was like, yes. pre-Marvel Chris Evans, like, yep. what's going on with this wig? Why do they put him in this wig? But it's like a character beat. <laughs> you get the, like, you get, get the, a haircut. You right, get the buzz. Right. Then you get the buzz cut, Chris Evans. You get the buzz I cut love, Which I love, yeah. And I mean, Sunshine ends like crazy. Like, they're it, like... It goes a little Event Horizon. It, it goes a little Chris Event Horizon. I like yeah. just so off, off the, the chain the yeah. end of that movie gets. Yeah. With the captain yeah, of I, the previous <laughs> ship, like, chasing him around. Spoiler Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty year old yeah. spoiler alert. Fifteen year old spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's probably why it got kind of like it didn't get like completely panned, yeah. but it um yeah I don't even think it made any money. Well, I think yeah. its budget was was more than what they made. Oh. The box well, you know what's kind of and that's probably why. Mm-hmm. What's kind of interesting about the legacy of Alien is that it was well received with audiences. The critical notices were just okay. Like, I think ah. that they praised the visuals, mm. but I think the movie as a whole wasn't reviewed all that well. And it didn't, I mean, it took until, like, the 80s to have this critical reassessment, probably yeah. a little bit before Aliens came out, mm-hmm. that kind of film critics like Roger Ebert published major articles of, like, y'all are sitting on how good Alien is. <laughs> that it wasn't initially very, like, liked critically. And okay. then it just sort of got reassessed. Huh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I mean, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess it kind of makes sense. I can see it being more of an audience favorite than a critic favorite. The first science fiction slash horror movies yes. also kind of tend to have that happen to them too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do we want to talk about especially when they're so groundbreaking? Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about a little bit about the legacy of the character of Ripley? 
Two? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about in our last episode Icon. on Working Girl Icon. that Moran mentioned that kind of movies today with uh, a female-led cast, or even not even female-led, like the one of the Last Avengers movies, of being not really subtle, kind of beating you over the head of that, these are tough women. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just kind of... Having to remind the audience of like, look, look, look at all these broads. They, they can do it too, guys. They can do it too, guys. Yeah. And I feel like an alien. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's very matter of fact. It's very right? matter Jeez. of fact, and they don't really like dwell too much on just sort of the gender relationships in this movie, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Yeah, I think a big part of that probably is because her role was originally written right. to be yeah. a man, mm-hmm. um, and they. But I, I do think that they it is it's surprising that they didn't you know because i think it was written and produced by all men mm. but they didn't choose to go back and like add in some lines where she was like never let a woman do a man's <laughs> yeah. job or something like Just that those you very know? pandering Ooh. screenwriter <laughs> lines. Period. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah oh my god i mean like meanwhile like watch a fucking dc movie and it's like gal gadot i think mentions kind of drops lines like that all the time in those oh, movies. I, I work with children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm babysitting yeah. all the time. Yeah, all that kind of stupid shit. Well, and there's the movie is, the theme of the movie basically is like if they had just listened to the woman in charge in the first mm-hmm. place, none of this would have happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Ash especially, well, because Ash is working on a, from a directive right. from the corporation, but he, he in particular treats her as subordinate even though he is her subordinate mm-hmm. and and he constantly is just like i don't care if you're the leader of this ship like i'm letting the alien on yeah you know? yeah very interesting to make ripley as a woman to be very gender neutral like they don't really have to stress that she's like feminine a woman like they just kind mm-hmm. of they just kind of went off like sigourney weaver style which i think yeah, is interesting yeah to... They did not have to yesify the character at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> there was no no girl boss on that. I ship. need a she yesified was, was uh, Ellen Ripley. <laughs> oh my god, no! Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the wardrobe and the styling of everybody just kind of being, you know, mm-hmm. they're she's in kind of like a flight suit, kind of a jumpsuit situation the whole time, you know. Um, Lambert is wearing just kind of baggy, you know, coveralls. Um, the mm-hmm. whole time, yep. but you know Sigourney Weaver as uh, an actor and as a person is five ten. Mm-hmm. You know she's a oh she's that short. Well, maybe she's taller. I feel like no. I think I think she's probably oh, over okay. six foot. You think she's over six foot? Okay, maybe yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I, I thought that she was taller. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, but <laughs> I mean my. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that she's just this, like you know statuesque woman or whatever, and mm-hmm. she's a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a handsome woman. A handsome woman. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not not you know voluptuous by any means, but yeah, she's I, she's a formidable woman. You know, if you, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. in this role on this ship, if I was you know uh, a trucker in space or whatever, and she's there, I wouldn't be like ah you know lady. She 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 comes off even at at this young age. Mm-hmm. I think I read that she was twenty nine. You know when. When she, when she made the movie, yeah. They plucked Crazy. her from the stage. Crazy. She had been doing yeah. stage work in New York at the time. First major right. movie. Yeah, she was yep. on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, and she she also comes off as... She does a really good job being, like, the leader of the ship. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I think is is a frustrating part of the movie. Like, that they intentionally did, not like it was a mistake, where she, like... 
she is like the leader, especially when they're all off the ship and she becomes the commander of the ship and they're not listening to her. Yeah. And it's like, you know exactly what's going to happen. And if you would just listen to her <laughs> in the first place, she wouldn't let this the, listen to her and the, and the, uh, the parasite protocol or whatever they call it. Like we wouldn't have to deal with this alien, but then we wouldn't have the movie either. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, according to Google, she is six foot tall and has uh. definitely claimed that she has lost out on roles because of her height. She's mm-hmm. too tall. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, you mm. can't have a woman taller than the leading man. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we unless she's in an alien costume. This is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have uh, we have friends who have a young toddler daughter that is named Ripley. We do. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a great it's name a, for a it's kid. It's a cool yeah. name, man. It's a it's a yeah, cool name. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just such a well, I, you know, it's a well-written female character, but like we said, it wasn't uh, intentionally, you know, a female character at the start, but what has become through, you know, so many movies and, and different, uh, different types of media, just like an iconic I mean, what's character. like the Pantheon or like the Mount Rushmore of these action heroes for women? It's like Ripley, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. Trinity. I, yeah. Trinity up there. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably argue to put Emily Blunt from Edge of Tomorrow on oh, there. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> you mean Live, Die, Repeat? Live, Die, Repeat. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave off Black Widow. No, no Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably uh, Charlize Theron and Matt. Oh, oh sure, yeah. yeah. You have to put yeah, yeah. Furiosa on there. Furiosa, yeah. And then maybe one of those broads from Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With like a switchblade. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a bit of big beehive. <laughs> Let's put them all up Yeah, there. yeah. All three of them. <laughs> yeah. They hated men. <laughs> um, but yeah, just through... Through the course of, you know, 45 years, how old is this movie? Yeah, and I think that they're currently developing Alien. I think it's going to go to TV. I think that's what I've been reading, is mm-hmm. that when they do the next Alien property, it's going to be for television. Okay. Because that's the thing about, I mean, it's kind of like the Terminator series. Like, they keep making them, and they do not gross as much money as they used to. Diminishing returns? What was the success of Alien 3 from 92? Like, was it a hit at the I time? No, I don't think so. I think it was probably seen as a disappointment. Yeah, I think so. I do not care yeah, for I, Alien 3. It is not my cup of tea. <laughs> and I know that David yeah, Fincher doesn't like talking about it because he's not very proud of it. And it's probably enforced of... it. Probably David Fincher's experience on Alien 3 probably informs himself for being such a hard-ass on movies of that I have yeah. to make this shit perfect yeah. because I know what happens when a movie gets away with you and a studio takes away your movie, too. Mm-hmm. It all comes from Alien yeah. 3 and yeah. the fallout of that. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, I think I think Aliens and Alien are, is, like, Aliens is pretty good, but then the other ones are, I mean, I do kind of like Prometheus. Like we've said before, yeah. it, like, gets a bad rap, but I, I, I don't mind that movie. But the other ones, yeah, even, like, 
like Alien versus Predator. It, it is what it is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like just it's a cheesy mm-hmm. like action movie. Th- it's like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Like, you know, I think I've only seen the first one. Is the first one set in Antarctica? I don't even remember. Yeah, they, they like find an old ancient relic in Antarctica, and and it happens to be a predator. I mean, I'm I'm forever going to be Team Alien. If you if you like oh, pit sure. those two queens yeah. together, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and actually, fun fact I learned about today too is that the blood that they used in Alien was also KY jelly. Okay, and the blood that they used in Predator was KY jelly, but then they mixed the green from a glow stick into the blood so that it would be like bright green. Love it. So I do love so the original sur- Predator though. So the Predator is a circuit queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty obvious if you if you watch the movie. It's like all the clear, all the yeah. fishnet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just yeah. I mean, just looking the like na- he's on his way nails. to like EDC lasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I need to see like a voguing, voguing predator. Mm-hmm. Voguing Hermione and voguing predator. Can go we on. revisit Predator every few years. It's always a fun rewatch. Yeah, yeah. The the original one is is good. Yeah. Isn't Adrian Brody's in that right? Or that's the remake. He's in one of the remakes. He's in yeah. he's yeah, in the one yeah, that yeah. came out in like 2010. Yeah, with that's Topher right. Grace. That's right. yeah. And you know they fully did like a new Predator movie like four years ago. Yeah, with Jacob Tremblay, and it just kind of nobody remembers it. I didn't see that no, one. Yeah, no, I don't remember it no, at no, all. No. But um, you know the the thing about the Alien franchise is that through all the different sequels and directors and i think that was kind of their initial idea when they started to make the sequels was that each one was going to be a kind of innovative director yeah right so the personality of whoever was taking it over they got james cameron to do aliens and it's just like all right obviously james cameron then we get david fincher music video director hot shot Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's such a fucking downer that that movie is set on in a prison (laughs) <laughs> like that, I mean that number one. I think that's the big s- story and mistake of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, then after that, with uh, resurrection, resurrection, Ripley is cloned because she dies at the end of three, mm-hmm. and the clone still has the embryo inside it because that's how cloning works. Uh, she has. That's right. There's a there's a Chess Bertrstein with Ripley's clone, mm-hmm. right? In Alien Resurrection. So, yeah. yeah, the movie is a is a mess. It's wild. Yeah, but that is directed by the uh, director of Amelie. Amelie. Yep. Yeah. Resurrection know. has its moments that I like. I like Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf. Resurrection. Good, yeah. Crazy yeah. performance. Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. <laughs> Movies that made us gay treasure. Um, swimming xenomorphs. I like. I love that shit when you see them underwater. I've mentioned that before. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch that again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that director... And I'll have to watch... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll have to watch Alien Covenant, too, for the voguing. Yeah. Too. <laughs> you have yeah. to. I saw that one in theaters, and then I didn't revisit it, yeah. but I should... I, should I remember it, yeah. we saw that movie at the Fox lot, and that theater was fucking lit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like everyone was having, a, having, good time, having a good time, uh, Alien time. Covenant. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. I remember seeing it, but I was just I yeah. Know. We saw that, that at the fine. Fox lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think each each one has a little something. There's little things that are brought into the lore of you know of the xenomorphs and where they came from and who 
you know, were they engineered? Were, you know, are they bioweapons already? All that kind of stuff. I think. Um, I mean, there's not like a planet of xenomorphs. Or is there? Or is I there? Know. I don't know. <laughs> Alien 3 did a really yeah. cool. Well, they tried to do a really cool thing of the xenomorph kind of taking the shape of its host. So they tried to do a thing where a face hugger. Um, uh, got a like a dog. No, got not a dog. Got a like a, a cow or something because they had livestock. That's right. And then it was going to yeah, be on yeah. all fours. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. And I think that's from the comic books. You know, so it's like we only ever see xenomorphs walking upright because mm-hmm. they've they've you know. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a teaser for Alien Three that came out that was um, sort of kind? Like, pieced together like xenomorphs were loose on Earth? Or am I making that up in my head? Of that's how that movie was initially sold? There might have been a teaser like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because it... Well, isn't that part of the plot that that they get loose on Earth in that movie? It might be... I think that's four. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of the end the episode, what I was trying to think of today, and Drew, maybe you can help me out. I was trying to do the obvious, like, LGBT themes of this movie, and maybe you've read some stuff about it. Can you almost think of the alien as almost like the like the AIDS epidemic? And Ripley is kind oh, of wow. like, no. like survival. Ooh. For that just is... like the gay community, I was kind of thinking about that today. I was I was trying to form it in my Run head. For your life, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that about any sort of survival mm-hmm. movie. I mean, it's the, it's kind of like you know why mm-hmm. the LGBT community latches on to Final Girls too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that story of that, survival. Yeah, I do think that Sigourney Weaver's Ripley is. Uh, well, it's more of a like feminist icon, yeah. which is yeah. queer. Um, I think this movie has a lot more feminist tones mm-hmm. to it than it does overtly queer tones. Mm-hmm. But there are, like, you could do some queer interpretations of it for sure. Especially, like, the sort of the sexual part of it. Like, it just, it's it's overtly sexual, yeah. but also it, it's like a, um, it's it's in a subversive way, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and, and it's also, like, turning it on its head with the men or the one getting pregnant, which, again, is, like, more of a feminist read right. for straight people. But, um certainly could be queer too and Man. i mean it just has a big phallus coming out of its mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like pokes it's a big phallus in the face with a little, phallus. Yeah. <laughs> with a little <laughs> tiny one inside of it yeah yeah too crazy with <laughs> silver teeth oh my god but i mean the, the thing about the alien franchise these first two specifically and alien 1979 they're so watchable still like yeah. we were saying this sure. movie up functions as a horror movie in 2022 watching it last night we were just like completely watching paying attention it's so you know i was watching yeah, the trailer so of this movie of what the original advertising was for it if i was sitting in a movie theater in the yeah. late 70s and i saw that original teaser it would scare the shit out of me of just how they cut that trailer. They use, like, I think they sample an older Jerry Goldsmith score. I don't think it's for anything that he did for Alien. Mm-hmm. And just, like, all the images. There's no dialogue in the trailer. It's all just it's mm-hmm. all just visual. Yeah. It's it's basically all just Ripley running yeah. through the, cla- the claustrophobic mm-hmm. spaceship. And it's all dark and, yeah. And then yeah. they 
end the trailer with the iconic tagline, in space no one can hear you scream. Yep. Which is copywriting gold. Like, probably <laughs> yeah. one of the best taglines in movie history, in my opinion. Yeah, really good. For sure. I mean, it, it like, everyone recognizes that tagline as the, from the movie Alien. It's just always sure. been around, and it's from this yep. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, I, there's got to be people who've never seen this movie before. But, I mean... I mean, listeners. I was talking to, like, younger coworkers that yeah. are, like, 21, 22 years old, and I had to convince him to watch this movie. Yeah. Of that, bro, you need to watch Alien. I think it's on <laughs> HBO Max right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I know it's old, but, like, you... It's like, this is where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, totally. Like, this is all the stuff that you like now comes from this movie. Absolutely, yeah. Or movies like yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like, it's... It's always streaming on something. It's on HBO Max right now, I believe. Um, there's always, like, alien combo packs. You could probably go buy a DVD mm-hmm. of it at Target for, like, four ninety nine. I mentioned I just upgraded <laughs> to our 4K. <laughs> yeah, there's no 4K Aliens yet. 4K yet just because oh, okay. Jim Cameron is making all those fucking av- like Avatar <laughs> movies. And he doesn't have time to do the to 4K transfer on for Aliens yeah. or Titanic yet. Yeah. Oh, or Titanic? No, there's wow. no 4K of Titanic. That's and I think that he just crazy. has to, like... I think sometimes the directors of these type of movies are that hands-on with the transfers yeah. that they just, haven't, sure. they just haven't... I think the only James Cameron movie they've done in 4K, I think, is T2. Sure, yeah. And they did that for mm. a big um, anniversary theatrical, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I rented it on iTunes last night, and it looked beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So go watch this movie if you haven't already. Listeners. Drew, it was so nice it. to catch up with you. Yes. This was yeah, so much fun. Always. We're in like sure. apartment transitions, both of us. So yeah. yeah. You are time. in your new place. Yeah, we sure. are in the process of moving. Yes, thank Pete, it's going to be exciting God. when we, I mean, I'm looking forward to. We're going to be setting up a new recording. We're going to be setting up a new recording space. And also we're going to have our last recorded episode in a few weeks in this apartment. I yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. End of an era. End of an yep. era. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the legacy. Absolutely. For sure. Well, thanks for coming on one more time. And uh, we definitely would love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me as always. You're very Bye, Drew. Bye. Bye, y'all. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Another great show. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Our Love Alien. Back-to-back Sigourney Weaver movies. Yes, indeed. Our Love summer it. of Sigourney. I mean, we had Brendan <laughs> Fraser yeah. in 2020. Yeah, we've done... I yeah. Mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Summer of Sigourney. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I think it is that time. Patreon shout-outs? It's time for Patreon <laughs> shout-outs. We'd love to say hey, hello, <laughs> hello to all of our wonderful patrons, including Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emma, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you so much, everybody. We would love for you to head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out all of the tiers of additional content that we mm-hmm. have, including our watch with us commentaries. commentaries. Yeah. I post photos sometimes. Mm-hmm. We got behind the scenes photos. We've got uh, seasonal 
playlists. We've got postcards. We've got, got newsletters, the newsletter. yep. all this fun stuff. We'll be working on the new newsletter because we're going to do two mm. this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all there on Patreon for you to check out. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and head over and take a look. We would also love it if you would uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. It helps with the mysterious... Apple trackings, the mm-hmm, algorithms. Mm-hmm. Helps our show to get out there, get spread out, people mm-hmm. to find us. And, um, you know, we love it. We love seeing those stars go go up, up, up. So if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, mm-hmm. we would love it if you smash five stars. Um, if you're an Apple Podcast listener, we would love it if you'd write us a good review. Yeah, we'll read it on air. We'll read it on one of the episodes like uh, we've done in the past. So head over and do that as well. You can follow Movies That Made Us Gay on on Instagram and on Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter, MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. You can follow us on our personal socials as well. I am Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening once again, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.